I'm more attentive. Okay, um, there is obviously few ways to sell wine. We sell them per glass, and we sell them per bottle. If it's a white wine, obviously it goes with a cooler because it's best consumed when it is cold. If it's a red wine, it should be at room temperature always. That is why in the winter you see people put red wine beside a stove or anything just to kind of warm it up so it's more consumable. Uh, it's really weird if people ask you, can I get a red wine with ice? It's really ridiculous. <laughs> but some people will ask you, and, but it's ridiculous if they do. Um, so the wine, if you pour it in the restaurant, the hospitality business, it's always below the bubble. If you can see where the glass turns the corner, as it were, uh, it's like kind of below. That is how we serve it. Technically, it's like 170 ml, I think, but we don't really measure it out. So, for now, for your, if you want to do, if you are behind the bar and there is no one there to make the ticket, so you know what to do with the glasses where we serve wine. Um, the red wine, you don't serve with the cooler, obviously, because it should be the room, room temperature. But you can serve it with, um, what do you call this again? Towel. Towel. Um, for the wine, the only thing you have to do, just make it, uh, how do you call it? Uh, scarf. Yeah, scarf-like. Yeah, exactly. Just put it around. Why? Because you don't want the drips from the bottle to get down the... Um, to get at the bottom of the bottle and get on the table. Same way for here, you don't want the drips of red wine to get on the foot of the glass. It's really not done. So that is why we keep it here. When they pour it, they put it back, the drips will get caught in the scarf. So that is why we do it. Um, then the white wine. If you serve the wine always and always, Grab the glasses like this, and I've again explained this before. Here's the explanation again. You have fingers spread them out. First, you put in between the index finger and the middle finger. The next one will go to your pinky and the ring finger. Then you add on to your index another middle finger and the ring finger, and the next one goes to the thumb and on the index finger, and then you can build more. But those four are the base. After the base, you can add more always. Up until, if you have big hands, up until you can hold any more, because you can always hold a glass on the tip of your hands also. So I can, for me, I can max at the maximum pull eight, but he'll probably can pull more. But that is up to you, to your own comfort. But preferably, try to walk in just one time, not like, Oh, I have here four glasses. I'll come back with the other two. Since our groups are always four or six, you can probably go there in one go. But try to hold the glasses like this. Um, I always say, try to bring this first because this is already cold. And if you do it like this, I'm kind of cheating now, because the right way is put it in, and then you hold this like this, 
and you go to the table, put it beside the table, then the glass. Why am, am I cheating? Because now, if you dip it here, then before you serve it, you first have to dry it. If I do it like this, you don't have to dry it. Do you see the shortcut? Yeah. So when you go there, you have the wine, and you show them like this, what I ordered. So in this case, we have a Pinot Gris. So always confirm the order, because someone is taking up the order and someone else is maybe serving it. If it's just you, then you should know what it is. So you say, it is Pinot Gris. They'll say, okay, yes. Then you put it down on the table first, so you can distribute the glass. And how do we, the, the glass is always on the right side, how do how people sit. So doesn't matter which table, always on the right side, put it down. There is no particular order. I'll just put it down, right side, right side, for instance, right side. In a minute, someone can open it, the other one. And then, you know what? Someone can open now. Who hasn't opened a, a wine before? And is drinks? Hey, what is Maya never opened a bottle before? A bit, but oh. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> okay, the tricky part, because it's a high table for me, if it's a low table, it's easier because you can really press it. So this will be tricky, so I'll have to lift it up. It's not allowed actually, but I can do it. Uh, but if it's lower table, you can just press the bottle really firmly on the table. So it, the principle is you have to cut the lid here, just above the rim, open. But the trick is without moving the bottle. It's really hard, actually, without cutting yourself also. Uh, do I have it? Ah, no. You see? Because I do it on the air, <laughs> it's difficult. But if, you, you, if people are not paying attention to you, you can always dry the bottle. It's okay. For here, if it's chocolate, there's probably complaints. Watch out because some lids are really from um, uh, alumi aluminum quality, I think. So always clean that, put it back on the table, put the knife back. At this part, you can do. Um, if you want to put in the screw, try for the center of the cork. Cork, exactly. And then you hold it firmly. Again, this table is really high for me, so I'll cheat. Hold it firmly, and you still show the label. And now you go in. Just until when you can't anymore, you'll see when it stops. This is another tricky puzzle. The first lift is okay. Then the second lift, you should be careful not to get it out in one go. Sounds crazy, but you don't want to get it in one go. So now I can tell, I see the cork is almost out. What I do is like this and slowly turn it oh well the cork oh. you the idea was go slowly and you lift it and now you can put it out 
So not try not, because sometimes it's like this one is really long. If you try to do it in the second go in one time, it will high, it will sometimes even break. So be careful of that. And for instance, if it breaks, it's difficult to go back in, but it ca it can be done if you just lift it on the side and really slowly. But that's really a difficult, tricky part where you have to be gentle to go in. Most of the time, we don't have that old of bottle of wines. That is always with the old bottles of wines, like really, that is already 20 years old or something that's like in the basement. So you'll find it in at home if you have a collection of your uncle or your, your dad's. It will happen. <laughs> so watch out. Uh, also check for any residue of this cork. Um, why do we um, taste the wine? First of all, obviously, people that chose the wine, they know the grape, they know the taste most of the time. So we let them just confirm, like, is this what I thought it was? But another thing is, again, with the old bottle of wine, which you had previously, like 10 years ago, not every bottle was with a screw like this you can open so they wanted to taste if the uh, cork taste is also transferred in the wine so actually more modern days in the white wines they don't even need to taste it because it's a lid you can just open and close there won't be a transfer of taste so that's most of the time just a formality you do yeah Uh, preferably as less as possible. Yeah. So that is why I try to, you know, mm -hmm. and then at the end you'll just hold it really firmly and then And what I always do, I just throw everything, every garbage here, and also even the bottles when it's empty on the, on the, with the head on, you know, like this. Yeah. What I also told before in the first uh, workshop, Empty bottles, keep them at the table so people have count how many bottles they have consumed. It might surprise you, but people will forget that number really quickly if it's like 10 bottles. Mm -hmm. Then they'll say, oh, we just only had seven, and you have zero proof, as, uh, yeah, except the cameras. But, yeah. Should we do that with water bottles also? No, no, it's okay. That is okay. It's really, yeah, they, they, can, they, they, can, they can lie about so we keep the empty bottle like on the base of the table as much as possible so people themselves can keep count how it goes okay um, pouring supposedly um, we have a family of four uh, father mother son daughter and when you pour the order should be female male old to young so you start with the mother then the daughter, then the father, then the son. But in one exception, the one that tasted the wine should always be last because that person is the host. So for instance, the father says, ah, okay, I'll taste the wine. You pour him, I'll do it. Pour him just a little bit. And also here, I, the bottle shouldn't touch the rim of the glass, but again, this is really high for me. <laughs> so this is more difficult. But just a little bit is enough. Just one um, swirl. swirl. No, but just one um, slog. 
Once, yeah, yeah, one sip. One sip. Yeah. yeah, just one sip is enough. So he'll he can taste it, smell it, whatever he wants to do. Then you start the order as mentioned before. So female, young, male, young. So if it's like grandma, mother, daughter, then it's always grandma. More. And those one that. Yeah. No, 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 no. We don't do anything except okay. smile and stand there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just this, like uh, so I it a, as, as a statue, you stand there and just say, okay. <laughs> Let them taste, and if there's like, hmm, okay, and then you can pour in. <laughs> also, with the pouring in, supposedly, if it's four person, try to do it as fairly as possible. I always do like this. I'm doing that because I know I will drip otherwise. And as you pour, it gets easier. See, I dripped. That's not good. And this one takes practice, especially if you're on a high table. So if you know your weakness, tell someone that's taller than you to go to that table because it's really, yeah. I don't like it to do it that way because you're really st stumbling, you know. You, s you already saw how I stumbled. Uh, the, it touched the rim again, second time I dripped. So you don't want that to happen actually. But since we're not really that, you know, high end of a restaurant, people don't even expect us to know this at all. But it's nice to n that you know what it's supposed to be. It's not required to do it really swiftly because it's really difficult and it takes years of experience. People go to school for that and like pay good money to you know, train this and know this. Okay, um, I actually wanted to divide this wine over all the glasses, so um, I'll stop. I'll just divide this wine so everyone can try and taste. So we'll go over in the taste portion. What we have here is actually a blend wine. Chateau Gacafel, I guess. Everyone can come here now. <laughs> From 2012, so it's actually a kind of uh, okay quality wine, believe it or not. I'll try to divide it so everyone can. How much do they pay for this one? I think forty two fifty. A bottle. Yeah. Also this two or Yeah, I don't think we have enough for everyone. Forty seven. Oh we have enough. Precisely enough. Okay. Okay, um everyone grab a grass around me. Hello, you want to eat again a glass? Okay, one small thing about pouring the wine, the bottom end, uh, this doesn't concern the white wines. But this does concern red wines that are old. 
you, um, you might remember when you drink a wine and eventually you'll see at the end some things on a glass. Why is that? If the bottle has been there a long time or uh, it's been really hot, the, the, yeah, the wine will res create some residue in the bottle because it has been latent a long time. So it's been there. So as with everything, the... Damn, my, my English is really bad today. Residue? No, no, it's waterkracht. Gravity will pull, pull everything down. Uh, so that is why it creates some residue at the end. So be careful. When you, pour, uh, when you know the bottle is old, we have just one bottle that is really old, but nothing else. So be careful in the future just for yourself. Don't pour everything out. Uh, let it remain a little bit so you, you are sure you don't pour residue in. Otherwise, people will complain about, hey, there is crazy stuff in my glass. Yeah, Unless they know about wine, so they won't complain. Okay. Um, if you had watched the video <laughs> I put in the, on a group, you know um, the steps we're going through now. Uh, first of all, wine tasting and like tasting, everything is all the senses. So where, the first thing is the sight. You look at the wine and you'll see for yourself if it's really clear or really heavy. For this one, it's really thick, it's really heavy. Same thing, we'll, you'll see, we'll pull those things as well, we'll pull those out as well. You'll see the difference in color already. So that's your first sign of the wine. This wine is, um, tend to be, um, because it's a blend, you already know there's more things in the wine than it usually is. So it's, it's a, com a wine with complexity. Make sense? Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, the less transparent it is, the more complex the wine. Same goes for white wine. If it's really, really clear, then it's like most of the time just one grape, simple, straight through grape taste. Um, the next thing you're gonna do, and that is what the, the first thing you'll notice, everyone swirls the wine. Why do we do that? Like always, with everything that has been bottled, it hasn't been in contact with oxygen. And what happens when liquid or solid stuff get in contact with oxygen, the flavor will change. And that is how you um, actually get the flavors out of the wine. Sounds crazy, but you have, might have heard it before that people sometimes at home tend to open a wine beforehand they drink. So they really let the oxygen go in the bottle to uh, yeah, not really oxidize but just aerate the wine so kind of the body of the wine can come to life more or less so that is what you do next thing and that's another really important thing that you notice people tend to smell the wine so if you put it to your nose and big sieve I think the best way is really? to put your mouth also together, mouth and nose together, because your mouth yeah. brings in air, and together it like makes the uh, senses of your tongue and nose stronger. Yeah. So it. But that is that is where we go go yeah. back. Yeah. So first you swirl, then try to 
Notice the smell. What is the smell you immediately notice? Because I haven't tasted this even. Oh, it's like the, okay. the, the very heavy. Yeah. for the New Year's evening. Yeah, no, well, if Victoria is more experienced, so she's already know it's okay. Um, another thing, and I see it from Hugh's glass, the leg. What is the leg? When you swirl around, how fast does the oily part go down the glass? Um, again, the more alcohol there is in it and the more complexity the body uh, has of the wine, the leg will be longer. Mm -hmm. So if it's not really that, that if it's 27 or 25, not a lot of alcohol, not a lot of body complexity, the bo there won't be any leg actually. If it's slow, it will come down really fast. So, okay, the smell. Now, when you try your first sip, There are three things. The initial contact, so tip of your tongue. Then you want to swirl it around the mouth. So that's the middle note. And then when you spit it out or uh, swallow it through, the aftertaste. Uh, the middle part is actually what the label always states. And the aftertaste is if they say it's a smooth one, it's a dry one or a silky one. That is the last part. The first part, um, and again, if you haven't tried wine, red wine or white wine, often all those parts will in the beginning taste the same. Sounds strange, but it, it does. But for Hugh, probably he'll notice the difference from other wines he tried. When you try to taste the wine, try to get air in so it's even oxidized and then you get oxygen in your mouth while with the wine. So the tannins really wakens up. And if you try to taste it, try to swirl it around in your mouth. So every uh, part, taste bud of your tongue will get a sense of the wine. Okay, go ahead, smell first. And when you take a sip, try to... It's really hard. But yeah, exactly. Try to get <laughs> try to get oxygen in and swirl around. Exactly what Hughes does. Good demonstration. Before you swallow it or spit it out. When when you do that, or all, all your taste buds will get a sense of the wine. So then go in again. That's the next part to smell. Because now you're making the story complete. The initial smell, the first day, second, the swallow through, then the, the t uh, smell again to align every taste is supposed to be. So, Hugh, what's the first thing that comes to mind with this wine? <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I can't really tell. I don't drink that much red wine. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, just the kind of grape. And like she said, it's kind of woody. She told me it was oaky. I couldn't tell if it was oaky or something else. But yeah, for me, it was more uh, on a fat, fatter side. You can notice immediately there's more yeah. fat. It's not that dry. You can see True. when it is really dry, if it's dry, if a wine goes out of date, and then when it's a really dry wine, you'll see the... How do you say it? Like your mouth will be uh, more soury? Yeah. 
in the aftertaste. That's with the red one, right? <laughs> no, but no, some, some wines are just more dry. I believe it's called tannin as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, more dry, but you'll notice yeah, your mouth go dry like the liquid gets sucked out of your mouth, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And you do, and it's like really dry. And with this one, you don't have it. So this is not really oh, actually greasy. not. Yeah. yeah. So if you go again. <laughs> you can even swish it around, like how you do it with a toothbrush, you know? <laughs> you know, but you can now, then you can actually get everything. And actually, this one is really, if you're a beginner like me, this one is easy to drink. I yeah. think it's a little dry. Mm -hmm. Dry? Same for me. Now, for me, it doesn't. No. No, I I'll, let you t I'll let you taste another one. You'll know the difference. Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's more dry in your mouth than when you swallow yeah, it. Yeah. 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 It needs to be dry when you swallow it. Yeah. I don't know, but normally I drink dry white wine, and that isn't dry, but this one is dry. I'll give you one that's more dry, you'll notice the difference. <laughs> so that is basically it. And you have to try it at home. Yeah. And so the, try it. The, the swirl part is really important in the beginning. And after you get a sense of the wine, then you can just drink it normally. How you do it. How would you describe this character? Yeah, like I said, it's more fatty. So it's more body. Uh, it's not so that dry, so it, it's easy to drink. Because mm -hmm. some red wine, I find it not really easy to drink. No. I don't even like it sometimes. Mm -hmm. If I get buy it yeah. somewhere else, I just know immediately, no, I don't want this wine. Yeah. So for, my, for myself, mm -hmm. I do not like Cabernet Sauvignon. I, I already know. I don't like it because it's more dry. I'm more, I, I'm more of Syrah. Yeah. I like it more because less dry. So for now, as a beginner, I know what I like. Tempralido, I don't even like because it's more bitter for me. Um, Merlot is really easy to drink, kind of on a sweeter side actually. Yes. So, but that's personal preference how you like it. I am not ex advanced enough to trace the uh, the description like yeah. you have courants yeah, 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 and yeah, Tabasco exactly. and pepper and, yeah. and well, Sinfandel. Why we had Sinfandel is actually one of those. Uh, Few wines, you actually taste the pepper yeah. in the aftertaste. When you s uh, swallow through, you'll taste the pepper. You'll get hint of uh, peppery taste, okay. which is nice when you e are eating meat and fish mm. in a combination. That is why we had it on a card. Some people ask, like, if they go on sushi, they want the red wine. What goes mm. well on sushi? Like, really? Yeah, what is it? I will never go with the dry one. And but always go with a smoother, fatter one. Mm -hmm. Always say people we tend to say Chardonnay, yeah. but the Pinot Gris is a Pinot Gris show is really nice. Mm -hmm. It's actually uh, you'll taste in a minute uh, more sweet, and it has l some kind of spark sparkling in it, yeah. like s little uh, level of bubbles, l very small. Yeah. But it's more on the sweeter side than on the dry side. Because sushi is acidic mm -hmm. and really um, salty of the soy sauce, that is why you combine it more a neutral, fatty, sweet wine instead of dry. Mm -hmm. 
and that is but just how they go with sushi. That is why we also good one. We have the reasoning. This is another thing that goes with sushi. I did research, and this one is really recommended everywhere. It's if you taste it, actually just a more uh, refined version of the Pinot Grigio to me. It's also really sweet for our white wine, and it has a small level of bubbles, so it goes well with the fat, fat salmons and acidic rice. Uh, that's why we have the Riesling instead of other things. If you want really dry wine, we have the Pinot Gris, and that's really dry wine. But some people like it. Okay, um, let's continue with those white wines. Um, if you want to finish the wine and clean the glass with water. Wil je nog een beetje of niet? Want anders dan. Uh... Nee, ik niet. Oei. <laughs> Oei. Anders dan. Uh, dan